Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, Katherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Today I have Jen Liddy with me. She is a teacher turned entrepreneur who never believed she could run a business, much less be successful at it. She's made all the mistakes, I hear you sister, <laughs> and was burned out by her first business. That's why now, as a business development coach, she's committed to helping women learn how to grow their businesses in a realistic, doable way. Her specialty is pulling ideas out of her client's head to turn the chaos into calm and give them a clear roadmap to get growing. So confession time, Jen was my coach last year. She spent a lot of time getting ideas out of my head, hence how we got to this podcast. So I'm so psyched you're here with me today. We're going to have a blast. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for asking me. It's going to be awesome. So we met at a Patty Lennon event, which neither of us can remember which one. We have no idea which one it was. Yeah, because I've been to almost all of hers. We stayed in touch over the last year. And of course, I just mentioned the group I was a member of, which was her online coaching program, The Idea Space. So now Jen is doing a shift in her business, which is awesome. And uh, I, I love that we're kind of shifting at the same time. Super fun. So I also love your Facebook Live and your social media postings. You've really been grounded and had great energy and positivity in a very different and difficult time for all of us. I'm just so incredibly inspired oh. by your posts. So That's really nice. Thank you, Catherine. It's really important we share our gifts now more than ever, right? Yes. So believe it or not, that's why I asked you to be in this month's home office segment. Okay. And we both work from home offices. I think you're sitting in yours right now. I am. You have a my favorite place space. to be in my house. Oh, uh, yeah. I have to say mine is too. <laughs> so I'd, I'd love to start with sort of the basics. You know that I'm a productive environment consultant. I help people set up productive environments for their work. And I'd love to talk about how you got to where you are in your productive environment. And yes, I know you hired a designer, but I see so many personal touches that are so about you in the room. I know you had a big part in it. So mm. how about taking us through that? Sure. So we, we live in a house that's 115 years old and it's very historic and beautiful and charming. And it's We've had to really tweak some things for 21st century living. Mm -hmm. uh, the, so the room that I'm in was a dining room, and then it was my son's playroom. And then my son aged out of having a playroom. So I really wondered why I was still paying rent when I could turn this dining room into my space. So there were a couple of things. And I will be honest, the, I knew that I wanted to have a home space. 
I had to get my family on board, which means like if I'm working from home, they understand that like I'm in my office. So nobody comes out and hangs out in my office unless they ask for permission. So they don't, it's not like a, it's not a space that people just can come and go. And I, I haven't been a tyrant about it at all. It was just a conversation I set up in the beginning because I wanted them to understand that this is my space and we all need to respect it. Um, then Does I Does it have a door? That was the second thing. Um, <laughs> it took a little while because it was a dining room. It didn't have a door. Now, in a 115-year-old house like this, there are doors everywhere because there's lots of little rooms. And this house is set up to have a maid because in 1908, the family would have had a maid and she would have had separate quarters. So there are a lot of doors, but this room was the one that didn't have doors. So we did invest in putting uh, French doors on, which aren't like terribly soundproof, but they right. do the trick. Like they, they're, they're good enough, right? And they're pretty. They're right, they're right over there. The, so then the other thing that happened once I got my family on board and I got the doors done, I really had to figure out the setup of the room. And I remember one of my friends who is a designer, she said to me long, long, long time ago, because I'm not a designer, there's like nothing in my body that is good at design. He said, you like to have your furniture arrested. And I said, what do you mean like that, by that? And she's like, you have to have everything up against the wall. <laughs> and she kind of was teasing me about it for a long time. So I really went into designing this space thinking like not everything needs to be up against the wall. So like, what is it like to have maybe, I played around, what's it like to have my desk kind of in the middle of the room or things moved away or in a corner or catty cornered or, and so I played around with a lot of versions before I settled in. And then what I finally settled into is um, I have this beautiful window right in front of me. So my desk is not a get up against the window, but it, it faces the window and I really wanted to just be able to look out and like, and so I put bird feeders right outside my window. Mm. And, but this like didn't come to me until like maybe the third iteration of how my home office was to be set up. So now how it's set up is my desk is pretty clear. Like it doesn't have a lot of drawers. It's not a very fancy desk. It's pretty, you know, standard. Um, and I'm looking out a window all day. So that means when I do my Facebook lives, I have natural light coming in. So it's like right. got a dual purpose and it feels really good. And, and then kind of just around me is like, in, like plants. I, I made a whole little jungle right here next to me with some house plants in the corner. And then I've got two seats here, which I used to use when I saw people in person, but I don't see any clients anymore in person. So now the, the dog stares at me all day from there. <laughs> But it's just like, it's just very comfortable and comforting to come into my home office space. Mine's, I think, a little smaller than yours, because uh -huh. it's not a, not a converted dining room. It's a very tiny, like 10 by 12 bedroom. Mm -hmm. um, my window is actually to my right. And speaking of iterations, and P.S., I'm a designer. You know, right. I studied design. I actually just redid things in my office and it was a very small change, but it's been a huge change for me. I noticed I wasn't getting, I was getting um, natural light on just one side of my face and not both sides of my face. And that's because of the location of my laptop versus my desktop. I also noticed I was starting to get some back pain because I was turning. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I moved my giant 27-inch screen on my desk to the center of the desk, which is my primary work location, uh -huh. and I swapped the laptop over to the corner. And I did that probably a week and a half, two weeks ago, and it's been um, life-changing. I was just going to say, has it been a game changer? 
dumb little thing <laughs> of switching two things in my office. So it's, it's great that I hear you say that about the iterations of things because it is important for us to constantly take a look at our space. And right now, a lot of people are going to be spending a lot of time in their spaces and they're going to see things and feel things. And, you know, I mean, I found that when I was going through cancer and I had to be home a lot. I needed to really have my spaces feel very comfortable to me and yes. feel safe and yes. feel safe, like a safe zone. So did you, when you were going through, did you make choices like what you were going to keep in versus what you were going to keep out sort of very energetically? Yeah. I decluttered a lot of files. You know, there was just so much stuff I did not need to have in my office. Like books, I've tr like training books, old files, client files. So what I did with those things was I put them in an upstairs bedroom that is not being used for anything. And they're, they're on a bookshelf up there. I can access them easily, but they don't live in here with me on the daily right. basis. So I don't have to see any kind of clutter, like paper clutter. Right. That's important to me. The other choices I've made were like, what were the design elements that I really like? And again, I'm not this is not my forte. So I asked people like in my life who are good at design, my best friend, Leslie, this is her, this is her interest. It's not what she does for a living. So she like, she could spend about a hundred dollars at TJ Maxx and get me some amazing things. So she helped me with my bookshelf that's behind me, which is not really used as a bookshelf. It's more used like for um, things that inspire me. Like there's something right. back there that says no bullshit. There's a salt lamp back there. There's just some inspiring prints and uh, candles and things like that, uh, that make me feel the space is very calm. There are some books that are my favorite books that I do keep in here. And right. then actually I have another little, a little, um, it's from the 1960s. It's a retooled dresser. And so I painted it white and put new, new knobs on it. And I use that for like uh, where I store my client gifts that I'm going to send out or my stationery. Like I just store like my little things that I need on a day-to-day -day basis, but I don't have to actually look at it because they're in drawers. So I turned that mm -hmm. into a, an office tool. And on top of that, I used to like, it used to become a place where like papers would gather. Mm. So what I did was I took like, I really love crystals and rocks and I have a diffuser. Uh, I have a plant over there now. So I just like kind of made it a little altar for myself. And weirdly, some people are going to find this weird, but when I go to into my meditation in the morning, this is the room I do it in. So I have my meditation pillows behind uh, the, one of the chairs and I have like my gong. Uh, I have all of my things in this room. So I, feel like there's always really good energy in this room. So though it's not quote unquote work, this is where I come to do my, my own centering and writing or anything I need to do, I do in this office. Now, now it's interesting you say that because I have the same. So I have a little altar and it's not allowed to have any papers on it. And I have a meditation pillow and I do meditate in here as well. I usually tend to do ones that are on YouTube. And so I actually am sitting in my You need office your computer. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of do need my computer. Yeah. But I've made this like a comfortable, but also what I would maybe call a sacred space. Yes. And I think there's a lot to be said for that when you're working from home. If you can find a space that grounds you and makes you feel really good, because there are a lot of people now who are going to suddenly be working from home. This right. is a whole new ball of wax for a lot of people. 
And for some folks, they're not going to have the great blessing that we have, that we each have our own spaces. I know. I bet um, a lot of people are going to be working from their kitchen table or their, their kitchen counter or those little built-in um, desks that, we, right. that all, all the new houses have that just house all the bills. Like They're probably going to have to figure out some systems for themselves now. Oh, no question. And that's, that's definitely the kind of question I've been getting a ton of. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I've... I've thought about is, is exactly how people will do this. So one of the things I've mentioned is, is like when I'm in the Fenwick Island beach house, which is our second home that we rent out all summer, mm -hmm. I go down off season. I have an office chair in my little storage area and I pull it out and bring it right up to the dining room table mm -hmm. in our kitchen because the view there is of the water. It's spectacular. It's lovely. And my office down there, yeah. my daughter has decided to take over as her room. <laughs> so there's no working in my office. It's hilarious. I think right. it's just the greatest. She just loves that space. And I can see exactly why. It's very peaceful. It's calming. And it was very her. And I, you know, who am I to say like, oh, no, you have to go downstairs. So <laughs> to her room downstairs, she hasn't used yet, which oh, that's I think funny. Is, it's become a guest room and she's moved into my <laughs> office, which is fine. You know, we're there a week or two at a time and I'm not doing hardcore work when I'm there. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping people will be able to see that. And I love that you're in the dining room. People can see that that was probably an incredibly underutilized space in your home. Oh I know ours was, which is 100%. why we went open floor plan. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great thing to talk about uh, how well, we, we do these things. When I come into my office, one of the things that's really important to me is to have a cleared off desk. It's really easy for your desk to get cluttered. So sometimes oh in the morning I come out and I've got three glasses from yesterday and you know, all my lip stuff is over there and then my hand cream, like everything. And then there's piles. And so I find it really important every day to kind of just either it happens at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, just to clear off the desk. Cause when you have yeah. a cleared off space and even if it means gathering up the papers and just putting them into a pile, knowing you have to go through it, that helps me be so much more productive every day. Absolutely. I have like a to be filed folder that I can set to the oh. side and I try, I don't say I'm successful every day, but I try to clear off my desk at night so yeah. that it's ready for the next morning. It's that white space, although your desk might be a different color, but envision it right, as a right. white space on a whiteboard where we can right. think most creatively. So that's a lot it's about like space. Bed. It's almost like <laughs> making your bed every day. Yeah, I'd, I've been a little lazy about that lately. <laughs> <laughs> I got out of that habit. I need to get back in. It's such a good habit, and it really does set the tone for your it's day. Just reset, yeah. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about how you have transitioned in your business from idea space, helping people start up their new businesses and get them going and growing, to helping take people's brilliance out of their heads, which you did for me. I was a very sort of uh, well, I'll give you, I mean, I was an English lit major for people who don't know this and a history minor followed by going to business school and then followed by working in corporate America. So Very my academic. writing style <laughs> was light years different from my speaking style. I'm very casual, like consider myself to have a pretty good sense of humor, mm -hmm. but I would write in this very sort of, I'm teaching you now kind of style and generally helped me change that. So you had done a Facebook live the other day, which is really why I said, Hey, you've got to come on where you talked a lot about actionable items people can do if they're a small business. 
I'd love to talk to you about how you're offering ideas for how people get content out in the world right now at a time where it feels a little icky to sell. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling it whenever someone sends me a very salesy email, I'm like, really right now? Right now, are you helping me? Like, I'm trying to do this productivity power hour to help people while they're working from home. So I'd love to talk to you about some of the things you're seeing sure. your clients do or you're suggesting. Yes, 100%. So one of the things that I am learning is that it's really, so I'm going to back up to two weeks ago, Jen. Two weeks ago, Jen and her business had everything planned for March and April, right? Like all of the content was written, everything was recorded, and then the world shifted and the world continues to shift on an hourly basis. And so two weeks ago, Jen's content isn't going to work for the world right now. So I had to kind of pull everything and go into what do, does my audience need to hear right now? What kind of information does my audience need to have right now? And so I went into um, like a service oriented way of talking about whatever it is my clients need. So my clients are generally entrepreneurs. They're usually highly creative women. Their brains feel chaotic. So mm -hmm. to add more chaos into the world, what my people need to hear are ways to stay grounded, ways to continue to think about growing your business that doesn't feel icky, that does feel in alignment with you. So I've been encouraging my clients to stay in touch with their customers because the first thing that we're all thinking is like, shut everything down, stop selling, nobody wants to hear from me. That's not true. Right. It's not true that your people don't want to hear from you. What is true is that people are lost and confused. And if they're on your list, you're some kind of a beacon for them. You're some kind mm -hmm. of a landmark for them. And they like your, your voice. They like what you have to say. So they need to hear from you. So your job is to decide, how can I show up and be of service? So you know, I, there is still selling that can happen, especially if you have something that people really need right now. But if, if you don't have something people really need right now and selling is not on your radar, there are still ways you can show up with content that helps serve your people. So one of the things that you, I think you're alluding to the video that I did with the 10 things you can do to screw your business like and sustain your business right now. And so some of those things are obvious to you and me because we do most of our work online, but there are a lot of people who never thought about taking their work online. So that was a, a big shift that I really want people to think about. And the other big shift I was, and there's no one right way to do this, but how can you be of service? Like if you're, if you're going to go online and maybe you've been a brick and mortar up until now, right? How can you be of service? And it doesn't necessarily mean chopping your prices and giving things away for free. It doesn't, it doesn't mean like going into debt, but what messaging do your people need to hear so that your people can stay um, afloat during this, mm. this hard time so they can be mentally calm. And I don't know whether that means like for you, you're a productivity coach, right? Like people are going to need to learn how to be productive while sitting at their dining room table with maybe three kids running around and maybe a husband who's also working from home or a partner who's also working from home. Like your people, that would be a great service to them. You don't need to coach them and hold their hands and give them a, like three free coaching sessions, but just the information could be very helpful. So I, what I want people to start to think is what brilliance do you have that might help people right now? Another example that I saw was a local new restaurant who, who's like, I can't believe that this is happening right now. We just opened two weeks ago. But what they're doing is they're saying, hey, 
we can order order from us we'll come out to the curb and deliver it to you you don't we don't even have to like really be in contact so i thought that was a great service that they could provide they don't they don't normally do that but that's a way to serve your people in a time of need right and i think i've seen a fair amount of restaurants around here doing the same mm -hmm. um i've definitely been doing this like i said earlier the productivity power hour where i'm gonna have people i'm doing it twice a week where people can jump in and work with me for an hour. And by that, I mean literally, they bring a project to the table, we start out for a few minutes, getting grounded and getting centered, and then we do two 25-minute Pomodoro-style yeah, sprints yeah. to get work done. And it was a big hit last Friday. I'm looking forward to doing it again, mm -hmm. very much. And I, and I think that's the way I can be of service to people right now, is to give them a safe space to get some things done, to say, okay, here's an hour I can carve to knock out some projects. I have a daughter home. She is remote schooling. Luckily, I don't have a ton to do around that other than to sort of just make sure she's awake and up and running. So far, it's going well. <laughs> we'll see how it all goes. Day one, we day, survived. <laughs> well, this is day two for us. Day two for us. It's day four for us when we're recording this. It's day four for us for... Uh, being home, maybe day five. Right. I think it's day five actually for us. So we, but by the time this recording comes out, it'll be more like day 12. Right. <laughs> we'll see how it's going then, but it should be going well. I mean, her school has done an incredible job of getting this all up. So here I am talking about her learning. One of the neat things I'm finding is with my extra time, of which I don't feel I have any, mm -hmm. but I do love learning. I'm taking my uh, certification of study in ADHD so I can be better equipped to help my clients, as a fair amount of them are mm -hmm. um, struggling with things around ADHD, like executive function and brain challenges. I'm recording a bunch of podcasts in advance, not this particular one, but some other ones, because usually just before a vacation, I'm in a mad dash. Now, I'm not sure when we'll ever get to go on vacation again, but I'm sincerely hoping sometime by the summer we'll all be, you know, going away. So I'm trying to pre-record that. What yeah. else do you think entrepreneurs and small business owners can do if businesses has quieted and yes, they're being in service or developing a new course or creating new things, but what else could they be doing you know, to keep the calm and, and quiet in the chaos. Yes. Um, and everything that you just mentioned is on my list of 10 things, creating content for the future. Um, something, this is right up your alley, actually. I, I know you and I have had the conversation about how when, a, when an entrepreneur is disorganized, and has a cluttered life, like a, a virtual life, an electronic life, and a real life, that they, it costs them time, money, and energy. So one of the things that entrepreneurs really could do right now is clean up your digital files, clean up mm. your photos, um, decide what can get you can get rid of, decide what you can put out there. You know what, like get visible, get seen. Um, use the stuff you already have. Use the pictures on your phone to like be seen, right? So I think decluttering is a total game changer for, for human beings in general, for entrepreneurs specifically, but those are action items. What I'm asking my clients to do is to change how they are being. So this means not doing, but being in terms of what does your inner landscape look like? So if your outer landscape is decluttered or, and you feel calmer because you've taken some 
human doing action, right? Like we have to take some human being action, which is, you know, getting grounded. And that is different for every person, depending on where you are on the whole personal development spectrum. You may have never actually breathed before, you know, consciously breathe. And just breathing is a great place to start. And there's a lot of other things um, that are helpful and they don't have to be crazy and you don't have to do it for an hour, but even like a minute of breathing or meditation, and you can find guided meditations everywhere, like on YouTube or an app. Another thing that I have found really helpful is tapping, which is EFT, the emotional freedom technique, which is, you know, you're actually tapping on your body at these, at these specific pressure points. And I'm by no means an expert, but that is a way of being in the world, being action that you can take to help you be more calm in the world. Um, Frankly, having a conversation with somebody where you can just say like, I'm totally freaking out today. I feel, I feel terrified or wow, I'm feeling really feeling calm today. Just actually saying your words out loud to somebody who can hear you and not judge you for them. And then the other being thing I think that is important is to get off social media Mm. and, and the news. Once you've gotten your dose, you know, you're just, it's just really like you're, there's no return on that investment anymore because you're rereading the same thing. So certainly checking in and being aware and being social on social media is vital because we're, we're so isolated right now. But those are the things that I'm teaching my clients to do to be calm in the middle of a, of a tumultuous storm. And actually, if people want to go back to my Facebook page, my business Facebook page, they will find a whole series that I'm doing. Basically, I'm sharing tools that are miraculously realistic. Mm. And they're everything from the mundane to the woo-woo. And they're little digestible tools to help people stay grounded during a really tumultuous time. Right. So I, I don't know if you saw, I posted something um, yesterday. I've been doing a daily post. I've seen all it. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind it. of fun. And it's, it's really, yesterday was a tough day for me. Now, remember, this is a week ago when we're recording uh-huh. this for anyone who's listening. And it was a tough day because it suddenly dawned on me how this is. It's just, you know, it's heartbreaking. And, and if you're empathic, and I am, and you are, yeah. we really feel this stuff. And I saw a, a bee's nest that I've walked by a thousand times, and it's obviously sort of falling apart. It's been there a long time. It's, it's last summer's bee's nest. And as I was walking under it, it just struck me visually. It was this visual representation of how I feel inside, like how my heart feels. And I took a photograph of it and it just really brought me to tears and almost brought me to my knees. I do this power walking and gratitude walking as a way to ground and to feel very in touch with the earth, which I think we all really need right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I kept walking and then I saw the sun shining through the clouds and through these trees and the way it came through, it was very ethereal and very magical. And I just Mm. thought, all right, that's what this is about. It's, it's about grounding and it's about looking up and out and recognizing we're not alone, even though right now can feel wicked lonely and I'm kind of introverted and I like to be home and I married to a homebody and have a homebody daughter. So this is sort of a, tragic thing for us. I think I'm going to be the first one to break because I actually do like to get out and about. But as long as I can get my walk in the neighborhood, that's enough for me. 
And, and so I said, then I, like my eyes were open and I saw things, Jen, these little things like these beautiful crocuses growing up out of the earth that were right in front of this big, heavy stone and that sort of juxtaposition of this very new life versus this very steady stone that's always been there and doesn't move. And it, it was just interesting for that mindset shift. And it's really important in a time like this that we all remember, even if we only have five minutes, and I will actually post in the show notes, I found a little like five minute grounding meditation that if you, if you have no other time in your day, get up before the kids are up and driving you nuts and do a five minute grounding meditation and see how it changes your, your day, the trajectory of your day. Um, and I'm not a great meditator. I don't want people to think that no, I'm speaking I get from you. The, I'm right there with you. I'm not speaking from the pulpit. Like I'm speaking from the ground saying I have to do this stuff for myself every day. Well, that's why they call meditation and yoga a practice. Yes. Because we're practicing yeah. it. We're not perfect and Perfecting done. Perfecting it. <laughs> in our orange robes in Nepal telling people. Right. Right. <laughs> Clearly not in an orange robe. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see if I've got any other things I want to ask you before we wrap up. Do you have anything else you want to share with everybody? Um. Hmm. Well, one of the things that I'm seeing a lot on social media is this kind of let's let's Pinterest up the apocalypse, right? Like let's here's the perfect schedule that me and my children are going to follow and here are the amazing pancakes I'm going to make and we're going to all cook together and we I think like we can romanticize like okay we'll get on board that our families are together and that things are not normal uh but I I I woke up with this word in my brain today okayism like we just have to get okay with what's okay for us today in this moment, because it could change in an hour, it could change next week. And I'm even thinking about a week ago, like the information we had was so different a week ago, my thoughts were so different a week ago, my actions were so different. And so if I can just get okay, with what feels good to me today in this moment that serves me like, I don't have a list, a a daily like schedule for my, my kid, you know, like, we're just kind of figuring it out. Because there are no rules. There really aren't any. There are best practices, but they have to work for you. So if people are thinking about creating their own home office or they don't have a home office, but they're working from home, you know, what is it that you need to say to the people around you so that they can respect that this is, this is my space? No, you cannot use your crayons here. No, you cannot do glue here. You cannot make slime here, right? Like, first of all, like what's okay? It's okay to say that to people to create boundaries. And then if it's okay for it to kind of suck for a little while as you figure it out. Cause I'm not kidding. Like in my home office, I probably did three or four iterations before I really got to where like this space makes me happy. So if it's not perfect, it, how could it be? We're nice. still all figuring it out. There are no rules. How could it be perfect? I love okayism. And I have to tell you, <laughs> I hadn't thought of all those posts as being Pinteresting, but I have to tell you, it did. It felt like, oh my gosh, I have to create a specific I'm doing it schedule wrong. and yes. do this and do that. And I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to get dinner on the table yes. every week. You know? and, 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 and I did a lot of planning and I did a lot of preparing. Don't get me wrong, but I'm busy and I keep seeing people post this too I love this one with all your free time time, (laughs) 
like I have much less free time. You know, we ship the kid off to school. We don't have to deal with them all day. I I love them greatly. Now I suddenly have to feed my child three times a day. What? What the heck? And then, and then, you know, they leave their dishes and they're like, don't forget to bring your dishes to the kitchen. Could you please bring yes, your dishes to the kitchen? Yes. And I'm not being mean or cruel. No, I get it. Like, that it's just more work. Yes. And it's not good or bad. It just is. But we're all adapting. And I think it's important to not kind of freak people out with no, this we don't rosy have to, Pinterest world. No, we don't have to print Pinterest the apocalypse. So I love let's that. take it all down a notch, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> take it down. God bless the people who can do that. I think that's I great. know. That's, and that's okay for them, right? That's not okay for me. That's what I'm saying about okayism. <laughs> I love okayism. <laughs> I'm going to have that up on my wall. Inspiration wall. It's, and I've been saying a lot of that, actually. I think if you look at my post, you'll see I'm like, you're okay. I'm okay. We're all yes. okay. But you know what? Right now, we may only be okay. And you know what? That's okay. Yes. <laughs> I, couldn't resist. Yes. I couldn't resist. All right, Jen. If people want to find <laughs> Thanks, you, Catherine. find you. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Jen Liddy Coach. I'm a one end Jen, so it's just Jen Liddy Coach. Um, and they can go to my website. I give uh, a free workshop every single month on different topics like, that are resonating with my audience, like attracting the right clients or finding your ideal clients or, you know, getting shit done, stuff like that. So uh, you can go to jenliddy.com and there's always a link right at, right at the top there to sign up for whatever the next workshop is. That's fantastic. Thank you yeah. so much, Jen. This my pleasure. So Thank grateful. You. We've had, we've had so much fun over the years. And yes, we and just so, want to let me give you a shout out because your work is so important for people and especially the stuff you're doing around, you know, having like a foggy brain and the ADHD and really understanding what your clients need and how watching you shift your languaging and how to, how it resonates with your clients has been a really big joy for me. So bravo to you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I got a good, good motivation, a little fire under the patoot. <laughs> yeah. Thank you again. Thanks Jen. for having so me on Catherine. Being yeah, here. Pleasure. Bye. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.